0: Podcast, Episode Twenty Two, with Annette from Annette and Co. Thanks for coming on, Annette. I was wondering if you could start by introducing yourself and tell me what your business is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Chessie. So my name is Annette Ferguson. I'm a Chartered Accountant and a Certified Profit First Professional. And my business is Annette & Co., which is a UK-based accounting firm.
0: Yeah, so I started learning about Profit First and then basically it went over my head a little bit because the book is it's simply laid out, but there are some steps in there that if you're someone like me who initially really like shunned all the money side of the business (laughs) um I just couldn't get my head around it but then what Mike McAlleritz has done with his book is that he's trained you up right to Mm -hmm. to be able to initiate this in other people's businesses and so there's basically specially trained accountants right who just use this profit first mechanism to sort people's businesses out
1: yeah, so, exactly. That's I
0: found you, isn't
1: it? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Profit First is um, it's a book by Mike Michalowicz, but it's also a cash management system for businesses. And so many businesses, they have a transaction management system, so Xero or QuickBooks or something like that to actually track and manage the transactions. But what most business owners, and I'll put my hands up and say I was like this in the beginning too, We forget to have a cash management system in our business, a way to actually manage how the cash moves through our business. And what typically happens with most business owners is they end up, the money comes into their business and it seems to all disappear out almost to the same day. It all just goes as soon as it comes in. And that's where profit first comes in. So I discovered profit first, um, Oh, nearly eight years ago now. And I was in the same position as many people are when they come to me that all the money was coming in and it was disappearing out. And I discovered Profit First as a method to counteract that, basically. And like you say, the book, although the concepts themselves are, in fact, very simple, Mm. the basic concept is very, very similar to What people might have seen in the in personal finances, Dave Ramsey speaks about the envelope method. Or to go even further back, you might have seen your granny do this, where you know your granddad comes home from work with his physical paycheck check in his hand, his actual cash that he's got from his job, and she puts some in the rent tin and some in the utilities tin, and and she separates it out. That's basically what Profit First does Mm. for business. So although the concept itself is relatively straightforward people were struggling with the actual implementation of it. How do I actually get this into my business? And that is where Profit First professionals came in, that um, there's a group of us actually throughout the world who are certified to help and support business owners implement the teachings and the concepts of Profit First into their business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you can just really easily mismanage the cash and yeah. looking back I used to make it incredibly difficult for myself and I always felt like I was clinging on like just for bare like I would probably go down at any time because the money was always just tipping right down to the bottom and then I'd get an influx again but then it gets more complicated when you start collecting VAT yeah. and then you have got that three monthly or four monthly mm-hmm. um horrible deadline and you're like oh god I've got to scramble together like thousands of pounds by tomorrow yes you're just living in this like fear cycle all the time yeah and as the
1: numbers become bigger and the amounts become bigger it's not something that you can then suddenly go oh, it's okay, I've got so-and-so paying me on Tuesday, that'll cover it. Mm. Because actually you've got lots of other things to cover as your business grows and grows as well. And not only, as you say, do you have your VAT every quarter, you you then start having your um, annual taxes to pay, which in the beginning you may not have because... You might have, you know, losses or whatever to start with, but you start getting tax bills that, again, you have thousands and thousands of pounds to pay. And if you don't have a mechanism for managing that cash and saving that and setting it aside, then typically what happens is there's a panic come tax time or VAT time. It also, the big thing for me as well with Profit First is it make sure that business owners are actually being paid for the time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears, sometimes literally that they're putting into their business. Because what we find a lot of the time is, you know, most of us as business owners, we love our businesses and we work hard on our business, yet often, if we look at the pure finances, we would be better off getting a job. We would have less stress. We'd probably have more money. We'd probably have more free time if you looked at it from a logical perspective. But the purpose of having a business for most people is that the the eventual upside is typically higher with running a business. The free time, the money, all of it. Um, But what happens is people get stuck in this system where they are running their business without robust cash management. And it means that actually they just get stuck in this hole where they are paying themselves less, they're working harder, and they're not actually being able to reap the benefits of running a business as well.
0: Yeah, it's um I can't thank you enough on in like on behalf of me and Em for getting us out of that hole but the the hardest bit about it was the first few weeks when we were mm-hmm. working with you because yeah. that's when I had to face it because mm-hmm. it's not like we were in like yeah. we weren't profitable we were making mm-hmm. money we were we had like positive yeah you pressure. have clients there's money coming that's in quite, there's money yeah. going out yeah. So on the face of it, someone else saying, Arlo, you made you made like how many thousand this mm. week?" What are you complaining about? And it was just the the constant like maths and juggling. Mm. But what mm. you made us do is um, look at. I know you call them money leaks. Yeah. So that was like that was quite like oh it was quite it's, like embarrassing. A, it's scary. Yes, it yeah. is. It's
1: scary. It's embarrassing. Lots of people are embarrassed by it. Lots of people. Um, feel that they're you know they, they feel senses of failure as a result um, they feel shame as a result of kind of what's gone on basically kind of behind the curtain mm. in their business but ultimately none of us know you know we don't know what we don't know yeah. and so you know we're doing what we think is the right thing and that's okay. There's not, there's no shame in that. There's nothing to be embarrassed about with that. But finding and eliminating money leaks is one of the biggest things that will move your business into profit mm-hmm. when you implement profit first. And for those of you that don't know, a money leak, um, I it is something that's a kind of term that I've come up with. And and I define a money leak as anything that is either not delivering you a positive return in your business or is not 100% necessary to have in your business. I don't mean nice to have. I don't mean 80% necessary. I mean, 100% oh, no. necessary. Oh, so no, if no. you go through your costs and you identify anything that is not 100% necessary and or is not delivering you a positive return, the question is, what is the purpose of that spend? Mm. And in most instances, it is a money leak. Now, I'm not saying that people can't have nice-to-haves in their business, but what we need to be really clear on is the nice-to-haves, they take away money from our own pocket. And if we're okay with that, then that's okay. But we need to understand that there is a pure link there because ultimately all the finances in your business, it's a puzzle. The money comes in and you have to split it up and piece it together to match up. And money has to go to tax. And for most people has to go to VAT. And you need some take home. So the rest is left for your business to operate on. And if you have some nice to haves in there, something else has to give. And let's face it, it can't be that and it can't be tax. So the only other place it can be is your own take home, which is made up of your owner's pay and your profit in your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that is really, because there's really easy to do is to like go, oh, okay. Oh, I need like, um, I need this subscription because I think in the future that will be really good um that's gonna make my life easier and then you don't use the subscription yes and then then or you sign up for a trial
1: and you never ever cancel it it starts auto billing you
0: yeah and then you just see it come through on your bank statement every so often on Mm -hmm. your app and you're like oh it's only seven quid Mm -hmm. but then when we did that thing with you where we we basically print out all the bank statements for the last three months i think yeah. you do and then you yeah. go in and you highlight everything that's necessary and yes. everything that isn't you're mm-hmm. like oh shit. yes exactly yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, and most people find that there's stuff on there that they've never looked at memberships that they've been members of for six months that they've not logged into once mm. for example and so you know getting really clear that those things are taking away from you and your family starts to get you to understand what the what the cost is what the true cost is of those costs
0: yeah um that's something again that my own personal experience because i started as a sole trader and my personal bank account and my business bank account were very fluid with each mm. other let's just say that yeah so i'd I'd go and do like a payment at b and q or something and then oh i put it on my personal or yeah. i go and buy something personally and there was it was just all over the place
1: yeah which is very common particularly with sole traders
0: yeah but in my mindset i was thinking oh it's all coming back to me anyway yeah. no one else is relying on me it's okay this is all just my money it's all gonna be sorted out at the end of the tax year or something yeah but then when I got married and brought Em on as a director mm-hmm. then it's like shit this isn't just my money anymore we yeah. both every pound every bit of money that I spend directly affects her yes and yeah. vice versa so we now have to justify all our costs to each other mm-hmm. because there isn't any of this like fluidity and like um, mm-hmm. you know uncertainty about where the money is. All of yeah. it has to be accounted for perfectly. So yeah, that's like a a, a good transition that that happened when we became directors. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like and business. you
1: don't you know you don't need to um, you know if you have sole traders listening, you don't have to force yourself to go down that limited company route to no. adopt that mindset either. No, no, no. You no. can understand that actually your business is a business and you yeah. can operate it as such and your personal finances are your personal finances and you can operate those as such and yes you need to make a transfer from your business to your personal because that's what you do when you pay yourself for the work you do but this the kind of as you said the fluidity between the two can really confuse things um, both from a mindset and actually
0: from a recording perspective as well yeah um i found that the structure that you put in place for profit first Mm. was the most useful because we do it every single monday without fail Mm -hmm. and you can see our spreadsheet going back years now yeah and um so basically we just write a column we do we put the money in all the little pots that it's supposed to be in Mm -hmm. and that kind of like just makes us reflect on what's happened in the business in the last week and it shows us if we've made profit and it's just gives us that kind of like payment structure so we're not yeah it's a kind of anchoring
1: isn't it it's an anchoring into the kind of state of play of the cash in the business Mm, and you start to when you start to do it week on week as week you start to realize there are sort of um, phases in your business that you know some weeks you'll make x amount and you'll know if you have a you know, bad week in inverted commas, if it falls below a certain amount, and you'll, you know, you just start to see those patterns emerging from week to week, sometimes, you know, for some businesses, they'll see them within the month, because you'll have businesses that you know typically customers spend more around payday than they yeah. do in the middle of the month so yeah. some people will see that inter month some people will see it from month to month they'll see like they have high periods and low periods for example um, and so you can start to see what the trends are in your business as well and you get a real feel for um, how the cash is operating rather than a sort of snapshot when you panic and look at your bank account because you've got a bill in and you wonder how on earth you're going to pay it, which is the sort of pre-profit first method for most people.
0: Yeah, and also something I don't think people realize unless they've seen both sides of before Mm. and after profit first Mm. is profit for me. And I was told this like literally by my parents who run businesses the idea was that the profit is what's left at the end of the year and it's what your accountant says your profit is yes because it's yes. left over and i was yeah. like, I don't have any left over i've used it i've invested yes. it i've bought kit i've done things maybe i've paid myself a bit extra mm-hmm. but with this your profit is literally in its own little bank account it is yeah
1: and, and that's it build. and and that's you know that's the the big kind of shift from the traditional view of profitability so most people when they think of profit they think of that number that sits at the bottom of their profit and loss account on the report that their accounting gives them once a year and they look at that profit number and they say well that's all very well I've made 10 grand profit but where's the money yeah Where is and, it? and the and the answer from the accountant by the way is oh no no, no, no. that money doesn't exist because um There's stuff that's happened in the balance sheet that's affected that. And that's when most people's eyes glaze over and they go, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay, I'll take that for granted and I'll just go with that. Um, Whereas with Profit First, what we do is we actually set aside physical cash every week Mm. into a bank account called Profit. So you are actually seeing actual, physical, cash, profit. Now, that as an aside, won't tally to the profit that you see in your profit and loss account from your accountant. Because there are two things going on here in your business. And for a business to be financially healthy, it needs both. It needs a transaction management system, like I spoke about before, which is your zero or your QuickBooks or something like that. And it needs a cash management system. And unless you have both existing in your business, your business won't be financially healthy. And yes, the number Numbers are the same, but they're dealt with differently under Mm. both systems, but both systems are required. And under profit first, as your cash management system, you'll see physical cash profit. So the question won't be, well, where is that profit money? Because you'll have it in a bank account ready to distribute out to yourself.
0: Yeah, it's not just the number that HMRC tells you that you earn above. Yeah. Yeah i know um but there's other things that happen when you start to look at the money in the business because you see like okay there's a difference between earning a lot of like no generating a lot of money
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and generating profit because i can do a lot of work on low margin jobs like i can Mm -hmm. do the someone comes to the door, they just want one t-shirt. It takes me two hours and I get 15 yeah. quid. And it's like, yeah. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't addressing that because I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. I was just reacting.
1: Yes. this
0: Where is Because you quite, have the
1: yeah. cash panic because the cash yeah. panic is there. When you yeah. don't have profit first, you have that cash panic. So every client that comes in, you go, oh yes, yes, yes. I'll work with you. I need to work with you because I need that cash because I know I've got a bill in three days. I haven't, yeah. I'm not, I don't know how I'm going
0: to pay that. I, I lived there for years. Yeah,
1: and most businesses do. In fact, most businesses live there for their entirety.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, that that's the only thing. Like, I, I I still get them every single day, and they're like my little temptation mm. people. Like, yeah. I'm not actually tempted anymore. I used to be. But, yeah, I could I could easily, like, make mm. 500 quid today by doing mm. that job for the guy around the corner who wants some mm. shirts done for his cafe. But yeah. that's going to distract us from our long-term plan of... Mm-hmm doing other things in our business yeah. so it's hard I think it's like um yeah just thinking to the future and getting the bigger reward instead yeah. of just taking all the little pieces that you're not gonna sustain the business anyway um yeah I love how it it pushes you into all these better like habits it does it does
1: and that's you know that seems like a big claim for it uh, cash management system but it absolutely does it gets you to think bigger about your business and it gets you to think more strategically about your business because you know what's going to impact the amount that drops into that profit account
0: yeah so I find it funny that well not funny because you're educated as an accountant not <laughs> you weren't educated in profit first but yeah do you think all accountants should have a profit first um section on the end of their Oh,
1: that's an interesting question. Now, from a competition perspective, I'm going to say no.
0: No <laughs> yeah, one else
1: should have it. However, um, from a you know supporting business perspective, yeah. I think that it's a no-brainer for um, for people to use this method. They so can and opt in or
0: out, but they need to know <laughs> about it.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, um, you know, and, and some accountants will advise clients to set aside money for tax, for example, but it won't, but it's usually not as kind of structured as profit first is, it's not usually, you know, set aside this percentage in this frequency. It's like, oh, just remember that you've got to put some money aside for your tax. You You should probably put that in a separate account. And that's, you know, that's the usually, typically the extent of the advice on it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think nowadays that in all honesty, in many ways, accountants are doing their clients a disservice if they're not looking at and helping support their clients' businesses more in the round than just Mm -hmm. the transaction management side of things. Because, you know, we we do have the skill set in terms of analytical thinking and logic and all that to be able to support clients at a much higher level than many firms are Mm. doing when they just look at the transaction management
0: yeah because I have had accountants before you sorry Annette I have of course I I I know there there was like it's like going to a new barber Annette like you can't cheat on your barber but there were barbers before Um, so when I used to go to my old accountant um it never really so it was always like once a year Mm -hmm. and they'd want me to like come with loads of all my accounts yeah I'd just print them out and stuff and then it'd be like three or four hours of him looking at the stuff and then talking about like how many miles have you done on your car and I'm like I don't know that sounds Um,
1: painful for everyone involved quite frankly
0: (laughs) it was painful and it was like a stressful few hours where I felt like I was being tripped up and Mm. I don't know I haven't been doing my QuickBooks yeah bookkeeping I just kind of pushed them all over the place to get rid of all the yes the unreconciled stuff honestly I just had to like I would just all of them just push them into the I was horrible at it and I felt like HMRC was just going to come and see me one day and go okay for the last few years we need to go back and yeah do this properly which would have been impossible yeah so yeah it's just um I think basically paying for bookkeeping and accounting has been the, the most important thing that we've spent money on in the business for the last few years. Like even through COVID, when mm. we turned off every single payment, yeah. we didn't turn off um, you guys, obviously. No. because Which I appreciate it. Well, yeah, but you also just like went, oh, because you're so active in it. You mm-hmm. were like, oh, guys, there's a grant for this. Yeah. And then you got us back like 10K of a grant that we didn't even know was a thing because you're in it. And yeah, and we're talking to you all the time. So mm. it's it's that type of thing. Instead of like at the end of the year, you're you're yeah. trying to help us out because if if us businesses grow that you support, then you ultimately grow as well you? Yeah, so, yeah it's
1: great exactly exactly and you know why why wouldn't we want to see our clients succeed I don't know. you know that's i i love that i love business in general and i love talking business and i love seeing clients businesses flourish i yeah. i get a huge personal hit from that so yeah. it's amazing
0: yeah well since being with you guys we've done we've launched two other businesses so you have they'll, um, they'll Grow just as well. Well, they're <laughs> on the <laughs> right
1: track for sure.
0: Exactly, because they've got the right foundations and stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that just quickly that you see in businesses? There's this is one particular topic that uh, I don't know how you talk about. So, mm-hmm. when people do their pricing, so yes. say T-shirt printing, because we're talking to T-shirt printers here. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just look around the industry to see their prices on the other websites, and they go, "Oh, okay, they're charging like two yeah. pound a print." Like, yeah. Should t-shirt pr- should printers in this kind of like service based industry, should we be doing like margin percentages, mm-hmm. or should we just put on like, is there like a percentage profit Good. that we should be putting on things? Like, how do you go about working out? Good question. So um it's a big topic it is
1: so what I would do though is I would um if I was running a printing business what I would do is I would start and I would look and say okay how much does it cost me to um how much does it cost me to print and it might it might not be one t-shirt because that might just be skewed by the fact that that you have the setup time so you might say okay an average order is for 50 let's say okay what are my costs that I'm going to have for that so what are my ink costs what's my what's my setup time and my cleanup time layering mm. in your time is incredibly important when you're looking at pricing because even if it's only you doing it just now at some point if you're going to grow you're going to hire someone in that role so what is the time that it takes and pricing that at an equivalent hourly rate that you would pay someone to do that role it might be minimum wage but it might be higher so what is what is that What is your consumables, your inks, your tape, all that kind of stuff, your actual cost of the shirt? Do you have postage costs that you need to layer in there? And really getting clear on all the costs that you're going to have. As I said, including time, packaging time, posting time, like all the time to print um, that you need to be kind of physically watching the machines. All of that needs to be layered in, as does, by the way, some kind of allocation for basically repairs and maintenance of the machinery, because, Mm. you know, stuff will grind down. You'll need to replace machines from time to time. So you need some kind of allocation in there for that. That's probably going to be a tricky number to work out, but you need to put something in. And then you need to remember tax. you need to layer in that you're going to be paying tax. If you're VAT registered, you need to layer in VAT. You also need to layer in owner's pay. Mm -hmm. So you need to increase the price that you're going to sell because some of that money is going to you. You need to increase the price you're going to sell because some of that money that you get needs to be allocated to the overheads in your business. And you need to make sure it's profitable
0: as well. So it's we need a spreadsheet we need it's, well, yeah basically it's a spreadsheet
1: <laughs> it is a spreadsheet and some of these things are going to be difficult numbers to just pluck out the air um you might have to go back and look at things like um how many t-shirts on average do you sell a month and there and what are your average overheads and therefore what's your approximate yeah. allocation of overheads to per t-shirt for example you um want to also look at you know your take home and what you want from the business and again how many do you sell a month and therefore what allocation will you put in the pricing for your take home
0: hmm.
1: um but it is a spreadsheet ultimately I would like to give people a really quick you know snappy answer yeah but it involves a spreadsheet and probably a calculator <laughs> but,
0: but that was that was really um useful so for the screen printing side we had worked out quite a lot of that beforehand yeah but with the selling t-shirts one Mm. you made us a spreadsheet I did and that was really handy because Mm. on there you can go in and change the how many shirts do I need to sell every month number and that gave us our targets Mm. for the whole year yeah so we just like went in and I was like you've you've basically highlighted the boxes that I'm allowed to touch and the ones that ruin the whole the ones that don't break the machine yeah the green ones Chessie's allowed to mess with so I was (laughs) like I went in and it was like putting a hundred shirts and it was yeah. like, Oh God, I'm not even breaking even mm-hmm. on that over the month. So exactly. I have to sell 150. I don't know what the actual number is. Yeah. Now, but I have to sell like 150 shirts and then I'm breaking even. Yeah, exactly. But if in your head you've sold 150 shirts that day, that month, I mean, you think, Oh, i am doing really well, mm-hmm. but actually you're making a small loss incrementally yeah. over time and you could just be killing your business. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which is a slow death for a business in reality. Mm
0: yeah death by a thousand cuts it is um,
1: yeah a small yeah. loss every month is exactly that it's death by a thousand cuts
0: okay <laughs> so, um i'm gonna put in the description a link to how people can like first make that call with you because Great. you don't just do you like you always have these first calls to we do yeah
1: yeah exactly so if somebody is looking to work with us um then yeah you just need to uh, fill in the details. On that link that Jesse will put in, and um, and then yeah, then you can book a time to speak with us, and then we can have a chat about how we can support you.
0: Yeah, and if you're lucky, you'll get Annette, but you'll probably get one a team. Yeah, well, one
1: of, we've just got somebody who's gone on maternity leave, so you might oh, really? get me as uh, oh, you right. might get me as well, because I'm uh, I'm taking over some of her calls. So uh, it's, pos- it's it's a higher possibility right now than uh, than it
0: was. Before. Yeah, So get in now so you get <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Not that the other team members aren't. Great, yes, but, you know the other
1: t- the rest of the team are amazing as well. Yeah,
0: awesome. Thank you so much, Annette. Really appreciate Thank your you. time today. I
1: appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Jesse.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: bye. Bye.
0: bye.